Dylan here. Sure as heck hope that they're not putting this on one of their quote-unquote not normal episodes. You're listening to the Canada Athletic Training Podcast. question for you kevin and for you dylan <laughs> is anything we do normal I, I don't i don't know if not quote unquote normal do we have a normal i don't think we have a normal show do we have a normal show we definitely don't have a normal show <laughs> and if dylan's introducing us we're definitely not putting it on a normal show yeah absolutely 100 i mean you, we're getting we're getting our accents made fun of we're getting our names made fun of we're getting your face made fun of what is going on here I'm done with everybody. I think you only tease the ones you love. <laughs> and we love you all. And so we will tease you all. I'm, I'm done with all of you. <laughs> Jeez. Well, welcome to the Jerks. Candid Athletic Training Podcast. We're back. For another edition. We are the not normal show. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go to the new stuff. We had fun with it last week. It seemed to go over well. We'll try it again. Yeah, why not? Heck we're gonna yeah. keep doing. We're gonna keep putting out content until you, until you tell us to stop, or <sighs> we get bought out and we make so much money we don't have to. That's true. So, hope, I mean, so we'll be doing this show for a, a spoiler, while. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was gonna say the show's only gonna last another six months. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to take over. Someone. Oh, good. Oh, whatever. That'd be anyway, fun. Who yeah. could? Who? Who's gonna be the apprentice? I mean, there are some. Oh, the apprentice to the show. Yeah. Who do you think we can get? Uh, um, I, you know, what? I, who's got the sense of humor, the right sense of humor? Yeah. I think our friend John Seco would he do does pretty have well. A good sense of humor. <laughs> John, I, I got you, man. I yeah. think I think you could fill in admirable, admirably for me. I mean, you even got me down the accent or the high pitch, whatever. Well, no, I was the high pitch. I, but I, I, think, I was, I was like, I'm yeah. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun talking the, to everybody the throughout the accent. country. Yeah, it totally is. This is just normal to us. This is that's very the problem. This is normal to us and to everyone else. It's just not normal. So <laughs> we're talking a lot of normal and not normal now. Yeah, very, very little normal over here. No, oh, it's so, so little normal. But. Hey, uh, anything that we need to cover in an intro before we get into this? Episode. episode, um, episode. no, I think, um, I don't think so, right? I, I mean, mean results of we're still waiting as the time of this recording, we're still waiting on the results of the podcast awards, Ooh. both the People's Choice Pop Podcast Awards and the Wisconsin ones. So, thank yeah. you to everyone that nominated us in those. We have made the finals in both of them. It's kind of we crazy. will let you know as they come up. I can't um, remember the last time I made the finals in something, that's pretty wild. This is our first time really doing this. It, today. Like going around. First, first podcast ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you, you, I don't think everybody knew this, but we, we recorded all 80-something episodes yesterday. Yep. And so this is actually day two of we're, the podcast. We're on a, we're on a binger here. We're on a bender. A bender. I, I mean, is it a bender or a binger? A binge? Uh, a bend? I feel like, it's a bender. I feel like, I don't know, binging... I feel like you're taking in. Is when you're listening? 
Yeah, I, I feel like you a binge bending. Listen, you know, binge <laughs> bending record. might be. I don't know, an all night bender. Yeah, I think that sounds, you're right. That, an all night bender sounds like you're high on some sort of Drugs. hallucinogen. Yeah. Versus a well, binger, makes... sounds like you were drinking a lot in one city. No, binge, I don't know. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I we're think just bender, get, I we're think gonna, benders last longer. We're gonna just keep putting out a bunch of content for you. That's all. I, just keep clearly. listening and keep letting people know we're out there and sharing. We and just appreciate all the the listens. Clearly, the last four and a half minutes of your life have been so exciting. So, yep. Should we get into the show? <laughs> yeah, let's let's try some stuff. <laughs> all right. Brought to you by Pablo Picasso. Um, where do you want to start? Let's let's do um, let's start on a positive note tonight. Oh, that's rare. And do a success story. Okay. Um, brought to you by Katie Hamilton. Oh, dang! All right, so Katie sent us this. She said, "In 2016 was her first year full time at the high school that she's currently working with." So she's been there six years now. So this is this is a few years ago. Traveled three hours for a week, one football game. They played a little bit over a quarter, and they got rained out. Uh-huh. So they had to go back then the very next day. Okay. All right. The next day, three plays in, one of their defensive backs gets hit weird and on a play, complete with a tib-fib fracture. Ouch. Later up, handed uh, later on, handed a uh, compartment syndrome, complications due to that. Ouch! Kind of sounds a little bit like the Alex Smith thing we talked about last Ooh, week. A little true. bit, just some of the the setbacks. Uh, the team doctor met him that night and went through both uh, SXs surgeries, rehabbed, and made it back for his senior year when we ended up losing in the eight A semifinal. Ooh. See for here in Wisconsin, eight A is. We're one of those states that the we're lower... About, we're the opposite. One of the lower numbers. Yeah. The, the ones are the big schools, and the, yeah. the eights would be small, but I assume that's We a, follow, like, the college level. I'm not so. quite sure. So 8A, semifinal. It's probably the big one. Uh, athlete's now a junior in college and still living his dreams playing football. So the relationship built through the whole process and still keeping in contact and seeing them uh, thrive is the best part of the job. Mm-hmm. So it's that, it's that bond, mm-hmm. the bond. So... So far... We've had two, it's like the long-term relationship, I feel like. Yeah. Right? Um, and two football injuries. That is true. I think it might be the only sport that anybody... I think it's the only sport people get injured. Get hurt. Absolutely. So don't... if Here's a hack. Don't work football. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want long-term relationships with your athletes. <laughs> job, job stability. <laughs> work football. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that even more awesome is if, I mean, this kid's playing in college now. Yep. I mean, so clearly was able to, um, persevere. And I think. That's a good word. That's multi-syllable. That is, yes. And it, it took a lot for that to come out of this mouth. Um, Kudos to you, Katie. So many. I mean, I think athletic trainers, like, right? I mean, helping helping those athletes persevere is a, is a huge part of our job. And so very much kudos to you, Katie. Yeah. Where's Katie from? Do you remember? It said Metro East. 
Metro East. So, okay. not a specific city. So, okay. uh, a big city in the East. So, just pick one. Pick yeah. one. Anyone. P- big city in the East. A bit. You know what? I'm going to go with Virginia Beach. I don't know if that's a big city. What's the biggest city? Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Richmond, Virginia. Okay. For some reason, Virginia football came to mind. Okay. Well, good job, Katie. I hope if you're from there, I don't like God, Katie. That'd be great. All right. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Love right. hearing those stories. I want you to pick the next segment, Kevin. I want to go. I'll, I want to go social media. Oh, yeah. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look up where Kyle's from. Kyle. We, we got this from Kyle Rutledge. Kyle. And uh, before I tell you what he did, I want to tell you where he's from. Uh, Kyle is Could you be Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio. And his, all right, so it's athletic trainer making my own legacy every day. I am unstoppable at Tecmo Super Bowl. Teller of dad jokes, but not a dad. Avid coffee drinker. Northeast Ohio. I wonder if he's, I mean. Tecmo Bowl. Like the Cleveland, I mean, how the, hard the is it to area? play Tecmo Bowl? Just take Bo Jackson. Yeah. If you take Bo Jackson, you win. Uh, this, Isn't I, it? I, I challenge him. Is he is he unbeatable without Bo Jackson? You know, I, I always went like 49ers and the Chiefs. Why wouldn't you? I got I don't sneeze. Know. You got a sneeze? I totally have you want sneeze. Me to, you want me to? I'll sneeze too. Achoo! He's done it. I did it. <laughs> so <laughs> Kyle No COVID over here, by the way. Kyle posted something this week that I loved. And um, it was it was a meme of a professional wrestler, Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. just going bananas, ape, ape shit. Ape shit. And the caption said, when somebody leaves the ice scoop in the ice machine and now it's buried. Oh, my God. So just give me your initial reaction. Because we've all been there. Ape shit. Is what, that's, my, that's my initial reaction. It's definitely ape shit. I think, so this is where my head went. <laughs> um, walk into your athletic training room in the state of where we're at in the world right now. Of like, you probably haven't been there in six months because you probably had to leave it yep. in March. <laughs> and like, oh, I should, I should really check the ice machine. And there's no scoop. And you just, you have that sinking feeling of like, I know that scoop's on the bottom of this goddamn thing. It's in there. Because you know what happened is when I closed down my athletic training room, because I knew I was going to be able to come back, I cleared out all the ice. I threw all the ice into, you know, wherever your wet room or wherever you're at. And then somebody from the facility went and turned it back on because they thought you, like, you needed it. Oh, yeah. And they, but then they, or no, so here's a perfect example. Say you're a high school and the the school didn't shut down yet. Sports shut down. And so you really didn't have to go to the school, but the school didn't shut down yet. And then, so maybe some of the teachers or somebody in the administrative office was like, oh, we really need ice for X. Let's go turn the ice machine on in the athletic training room. And then, let it run for a few hours, get some ice, and then they scooped out some ice, and then they left the scoop at the bottom of the freaking thing. Yeah. And uh, you, you get back six months later, it's full of ice, and you know that scoop's on the bottom. Not even the middle, the bottom. How? Oh, you're diving right. in that ice. Oh, my God. 
Are you so annoying. Again? No. Oh, all right. I, I just got yeah. Real question here. Yeah. Um, I want a, a scale I want of, a fake question. On next, a scale of one to ten, how mad are you legitimately? Legitimately, four. Yeah. Okay. Second question. It's more like really. Are you I mean, do really? when you were working pro ball? Yeah. Did you only have one scoop? Because we have no. three scoops, yeah. so you can use the other yeah. scoops to find the first scoop. So, but if you only have one scoop, then you're then you're digging with your hands or something else. And yeah, here's the shocking thing: is I would say no, I never had just one scoop. It's like but, post raisin brand, but there was definitely there was definitely yeah two scoops. Um, that was a good call. <laughs> Thank you. It took me like three seconds. I was like, yeah, it was processing. What I the saw hell it. is he talking about? Um, we always had one good scoop, mm-hmm. and then one one of them that was like broken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, obviously, if this happens, all of a sudden you're digging through ice with a broken ice scoop. Yep. The yeah, plastic one always, always breaks. Always the plastic And one. the metal one is the one that gets buried, and that's the one that gets super and it's so cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you're like, I can't even touch this thing. So, okay, so let's keep going with a little bit of ice here. Um, and like the scoop, the yeah. scoop in j- the, specifically. One, there is a, there's many plastic ones that just break. And they always break at from the, it's that connection from the handle to the scoop, right? Yes. It's always that same crack. Yeah, because the ice is so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, there are, there's, I've actually found, and I don't know where we got it, but when I was in Milwaukee here with the pro team, we had a plastic one that was perfect. Like that thing wasn't breaking. It was great. Uh-huh. Um, so it was the perfect ice scoop. Can we get them as a sponsor? I would love that. The perfect ice scoop. It was scoop. literally the perfect. Dave, I need to know what the brand of that ice scoop is. So. Because we push a lot of ice on this program. We, we do. We really do. <laughs> For my drinks. Um, cheers. And so now, one of my least favorite scoops in the world is the metal scoop. But somebody said, oh, but the handle gets so cold, put some tape they around put it. tape around it. Yeah, we have one And now, right now it's a wet metal ice scoop. Yeah, we got one of those. Oh, my God, do I hate that combo. I hate it. And then even worse, it's not just like white tape. It's like power flex and it gets it when it gets older and just starts getting all sticky. And like you guaranteed it wasn't like an athletic trainer that did it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's it was. always the athlete that left it's, it in there. It's either an athlete. No, I'm saying the tape on that oh, goddamn scoop. Yeah. It was oh, I guarantee it was like somebody else. It was whether uh, I don't I don't care who it was. Um it's always an athlete that leaves it in the darn ice container i got one more question on ice and we're gonna move on okay and i literally almost put this on instagram earlier this week okay um when you open your ice now this is probably only for the the athletic trainers that have a two-sided ice machine okay because you know you can have like yeah like the single channel like one i don't know what, what they call it a divider yeah so if you've got an extra wide ice chest Okay, if you open it up and it's brand new, mm-hmm. where are you scooping from? Are you scooping in the same spot all the time, or do you mix it up where you actually take that? Like, if you have a brand like a full 
ice chest hasn't been used in 24 or 48 hours coming off of a, a road trip you open up your ice chest you can choose any of the ice that's in the machine are you going to the same spot all the time and if so where are you where's that first scoop going wait 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 i got i got first back up back up back yeah. to truck so up you here, were, Chad. at first you were talking about like having two different ice two okay so the ice machine that we have has yeah. got two motors it's got two different areas that dispense the left side and the right side and you can you it, can you choose different two different styles of ice? Um, you usually get the same style it machine. Like we had it, we had one replaced, and so it is slightly different. Okay, and so but you normally is there be a the divider? Same. No. Oh, okay. So, so it's just you're just a, you're an extra at- wide. If you have an extra wide ice chest, yes, and it's completely full. Yes, you open it up. Okay. Do you I, have I, a preference okay. to where you scoop? Okay, 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 okay. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I do. Where? So, I will, if I, so if I'm facing the ice maker, yep. and I open it, I'm going to scoop to the left with, so the right, with, your with right my hand? right hand. Yeah. And so. That's what I find myself doing. I'm like, man, I'm scooping yeah. the same spot. So then the only, the only one spot gets used all the time and the other spot never. But this is what I do. This is what I do. So my ice machine, when I was in. <laughs> Uh, minor leagues was basically my it was how i got my cold tub cold because we you didn't have, have to fill it with, yeah because yeah. we we just didn't have cold water we were in the deep south um and then it was really like just the ice for the gatorade or it was actually powerade um during the game and the water jugs that's where most but it so it got used a lot um so what I would do, so I always scooped left side with my right hand, but I would make sure that I pushed all the ice from the right side to the left side so that when the ice, the new ice fell, it went to the bottom right. And so that it wasn't... First in, last out. Yes. So I, 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 I didn't, the last thing I wanted was just ice sitting at the bottom right hand corner of the ice chest okay. for six months but you have thought about it oh my god yeah and i'm guessing you listening here at home have thought about it too which is why we Absolutely. wanted to talk about this this yeah. has become one of my favorite segments that we've ever done in 83 how much we care about stupid little things like where you get your ice from and it's yeah i mean it's literally the reason we created a podcast yeah um where do you want to go next okay yeah we enough with the ice uh, yeah, i don't care ice. let's go let's um Let's do our evidence-based minute. Okay. So, we are... I got to pull something up here. Um, courtesy of our good friend Dave, he sent me an article that I have not read. All we're going to do, we're going to read the title, and then we are going to... You're going to read that whole thing because that computer's yeah. too far away from me. My eyes yeah, are shot right now. You're freaking old. I'm you're old. fine. And so... I'm just going to give you the purpose. I'm going to give you the, you know, the results, the conclusions, whatever. So the title of the article is Current Athletic Training Educational Preparation for Dry Needling. I'm going to I'm going to rephrase that. Is the our athletic training programs actually preparing athletic trainers, future athletic trainers to dry needle? That should have been the title. I okay. I don't understand why you had to call it like that. 
first complaint. Anyway, okay, the purpose. Dry needling is an advanced practice skill that many athletic trainers are being trained to perform. The purpose of this study is to determine the degree to which the current athletic training educational comp- 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 competencies and standards prepare practitioners for the performance of dry needling tasks. Dry needling what? Tasks. Task. Got it. Yeah. All right. So my right off the bat, Chad, do you feel like you were prepared to do dry needling? Yes. To learn how to dry needle is, is what I should say. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, they got methods. They did some stuff. <laughs> they did yada, yada, yada. Uh, the expert panel. Use verified dry needling tasks are you know currently taught. Athletic, entry-level athletic training. Defining the uh, 20, 20 cents. Okay, whatever. That didn't really tell me anything. Results. Results demonstrated that 11% of the tasks were dry needling specific, and these were regarded as not provided through entry-level education. However, 89% of the tasks were provided through entry-level education. So basically what they did is they took, what would you need to know before you went into a dry needling course or to learn how to dry needle? Did athletic training education provide that? 89% of these tasks were completed. So I'm thinking pretty strong. Conclusion, it is clear, clear that current athletic training education adequately prepares an athletic trainer to learn dry needling as an advanced practice skill as a large number of competencies for dry needling are taught within athletic training entry level education. Competencies meaning palpation, anatomy, you know, contraindications, indications, things like that. Yeah, I got it. What do you think? I think that's a great research article. I think it it goes to show um, the level of skills and abilities that athletic trainers have. Uh, I remember taking the course and not feeling like, feeling like there was at least one other person from a different profession that was not as advanced as we were oh what i felt good what uh and i feel like this was a a good article to prove that we are ready for this in some licensure acts and state Mm -hmm. practice acts uh and i highly recommend uh if it's allowed in your state you consider uh this modality Absolutely. Um, I, I, as all modalities go, I don't think it's the end all be all, but I think it's actually a really good tool. Um, That's good. What, research I, so I think this is this is, I like this research paper. Yep. From the san- standpoint of, um, it's kind of a big fu to some other people, like. No, like, look, here is some evidence, literally evidence that we can do this. Yep. Don't don't hold this away from us and helping other people just because you want more power than us. I, I don't I, care if your education costs more than mine. Yeah. I'm just as capable as you capable as you are. Yeah, I agree. Man, that's what that's what the that's what the title should have been. It. F- we you, are just, just as, as capable, capable as, as other health professionals. Yeah. So. And I, in fact, I would, I would, I don't know, like, you know what I would like to see is a, 
current physical therapy educational preparation for dry needling. And if that 89%, I want to know the level. I, I bet it's 89%. I bet it's the same. Yeah. Maybe. We wouldn't know. Maybe 90. I don't know. Just because they've gone, they usually go to school longer. Yep, that than will be the, that will be the next study. Yeah, we'll compare it I'm to others. I'm gonna put it on. Oh, I mean, I won't name who did this, but very respected people in our community. Very good. Um, yeah. Very good. I don't know anything else on that. Nope i th- I don't want to waste any more time talking okay. about research. Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> right, I think it shows next? that we're doing well. All right. What's next? And that's the whole point. You want to uh, go, go? Would you rather? You want to go? We have a hack or a would you rather? Let's go, would you rather? I agree. All right. It's physical season. It's that time of the year. Like it's time time to get physical? To get uh, physical. <laughs> physical. Get so, physical, Kevin, would physical. you rather... Oh, there's the high voice. Would you rather have to do all your physicals in-house or have all the athletes do the physicals on their own and you just have to chase them down for it and review them? So, basically... Mm. If we if we scale this down, do you like how like the college setting where you're basically doing your own yeah. physicals, mm-hmm. or do you like the high school model where mm. the athletes go do their own physical and then you have to follow up with them? That's actually kind of tough. Mainly, I like I really didn't, I didn't like physical day. Physical day sucked. Are you a control um, freak or not? Do you want the control no. of it or not? Yeah. I don't. I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know if it's that. Can you trust others? Yeah, there I is. think that's that's the it's the it's just the idea of like if I'm okay. I really I hated physical day in my previous job because it was like it was a forever long day, and it was chasing people down. It was making sure they got there, and it was it's boring. What I did love about it was, and I bet you get to experience this in the college setting too, like when you see that the player or the athlete that comes back, you know, like that returning sophomore, junior, senior, whatever, you get to see him again. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, but I hated that day in general. But I would much rather be gathering information by myself or with myself than honestly trust that a physician in their local town did the physical that I want or need, right? If we're, my biggest complaint about physicals is like, are we even really using it for baseline information? Are we even really using this to, the only, in my world, it was like, I think one of the biggest ones, so the orthopedic exam very rarely i mean i'm talking once every couple years was like oh dude you like there's something going on here it was more like the ekg it was the tb test it was like something along those lines that we caught something right which was great right well but a physician can do that yeah you could i'm but but there's part of me that's like if <laughs> you, I you haven't given I an answer do, yet. <laughs> I know if I do the orthopedic exam, at least I have the baseline of what this feels like. And now, granted, I'm not in like say your situation. You're not going to do seventy orthopedic exams, right? 
So we only do or we only we only do physicals on new incoming athletes, whether that's a yeah. transfer or a freshman. Right. After their first year, we're basically just doing a hey, has anything happened? It's like yeah. just a it's just a survey they fill out. Has anything yeah. happened since I saw you in May? Uh-huh. So Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm. we're not doing sophomores juniors yeah. seniors and we're not rechecking them orthopedically or doing basically much of we'll recheck their impact scores their impact yeah. baselines yep and here's here's what i have with when it comes to physicals oh my vote was in-house by the way okay um and this is it's it's interesting because we do the orthopedic evaluation and you're like, I, are you trying to really like disqualify somebody? Are you you're Correct. looking you're looking for a reason to like say you shouldn't be here? Are you right. ever going to do that? Because the coach is already committed to him. Right. It should be done. The physical should honestly be done before the coach says we want this athlete to come here. Oh, true. Which would make a hell of a lot more work for us, but definitely in on, your the, on the front end. Yeah. It's like. Thanks, coach. You just brought in somebody with a history that looks like three volumes, and now I have to wade through it. Yeah. Um, so I have it's it's just interesting. It's like okay, mm-hmm. the coach wants this person here, but if I do the orthopedic evaluation, I'm just basically going through the motions to to say, yep, I did all these tests and we're good. Yeah. I have a little problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like when you hear in your former setting, the professionals like, Oh, this trade didn't go through because they didn't pass their physical. How many, how many, what percentage of trades is that? Do you think it's not, it's not, it honestly, it's not many less than, less than 5%. This is what I would say of trades is what I'd say. It happens all the time, but usually happens before the trade happened is announced. Yeah. yeah. Like, so plenty of times will there be like, this is in the works, but nobody else knows about it. And then it gets shut down because it's like, look at this history. Like, yeah, trade, but you're going to get four games out of this person. Yeah. Like, um, I will say it happens a fair amount. It, it doesn't happen as much. So when the trade actually occurs and it's pending physical, it doesn't often happen just because whether it's the owner or the GM or in your case, like the coach, it's like it's a foregone conclusion that this is who they want. Yep. And so therefore, barring like they go, they go get an MRI and it's like, no, they have like a rotator cuff tear. Like, why would you trade for somebody that actually has a rotator cuff tear? Yeah. And that's where, actually, a lot of teams have gotten in trouble recently in the past few years because trades have gone through, and then that person actually goes to their new team, they throw, they get into a game, and then they're hurt. And I, unfortunately, there's been a couple teams that have gotten in some pretty big trouble from that huh. because they didn't have the right documentation. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, nobody in house. Are no, you, what are you saying though? Nobody, you have, it, what answer would you rather? I would rather, I'd rather be lazy. I'd rather outhouse. Yeah. Go, yeah. 
You know, like go get your go get your documents forged, yeah, or signed or whatever. Have your dad's cousin who loosely, whatever, because I'm gonna have to deal with your crap no matter what happens. I'm gonna have to deal with the injury no matter what. I'll just figure it out. I'll fix you when when you get broken, anyways. So (sighs) it's it's so true though. That's that is (laughs) a little bit. That's so true. So just yeah, yeah. don't waste my day. All right. Uh, Well, we'll see what anybody else says. So What's your hack? Let's go, let's go to the hacks. Okay, let's, let's go. go let's let's end on some positive reinforcement you're a, here. You're a you're a hack of an athletic trainer. I'm. What do you straight got? Straight up hack. <laughs> All right. Um, when looking at the squat, squats. One of my favorite things to do. Somebody that doesn't like if honest, if you're really being critical, <clears throat> I'm oh choking. God, what happened? I'm getting choked up here thinking about the squat. <laughs> it's so important. Uh, if you have an athlete that really can't hip hinge. And struggles yeah. squatting. Okay. Like Chad Henneberry. The easiest way to to teach them the a better, like more form, to put them on a landmine. And if you're not familiar with a landmine. It's a bomb. Yep. <laughs> a landmine squat is a really good way to learn how to sit back and hip hinge. It is. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with a landmine, basically, um, if you took your standard barbell. Uh-huh. And you put one end in the corner on the floor. Yep. So that it's. <coughs> I'm getting, dying he's here. Getting choked up. He's getting. Kevin, all, tell him where the landmine. He's, he's tell all, him where the landmine is while I choke v- over here. Vaclemt. Sorry, folks, but I I just can't talk about the squats anymore. So a landmine. Oh, thank think you. Think of a barbell. I might, I might die the, before this podcast no, is over. Put it in the corner of a freaking wall, and you know hold. The barbell at one end. Yep. And then now you At have a landmine. Yeah. There are devices that you can attach to squat racks and so forth, so forth, that secure that barbell into a tube that you can do more exercises and so forth with, and it's a little less, I guess, or more safe, I really should say. Um, but, yeah, that's a landmine. Yeah, I just think it's really— If anything, Google landmine barbell squat. squat. Yeah. Don't just Google landmine because you, yeah, you might, might get some other stuff. Yeah. I just think it's a really good um, apparatus for teaching how apparatus. to apparatus. Yeah, yeah, multiple syllable Excuse words. Excuse me, smart guy, <laughs> for sitting back and learning a good path to the yeah. squat. So, yeah, I like it. You know what's interesting is it kind of it it really goes with my previous hack of the band around your yes. like mid spine and then squatting back down like it's because it's that counterbalance right it teaches you a deeper more efficient squat all right um anything else on the landmine no that's my hack use it hold it squat with it that's my tip don't put i I wouldn't put your hands over your head though i would just you have the hands at your chest um so mine yeah i'm gonna go back to the table i'm gonna go back to the not the exercise side. I'm going to go to the treatment. I'm going to go to the the assessment. If you ever have an athlete that has a lower extremity issue, any issue, I don't care if it's hip pain, hamstrings, like tightness, calf tightness, plantar fasciitis, toe pain, I, your, their knee hurts. I don't care what it is. Check their leg length and their pelvis rotation. Okay, so lay them supine, grab both of their ankles, 
give them a gentle traction with both, lay them back down, put your thumbs on the medial malleolus, the like the literally like the inferior border of the medial malleolus. Look at your thumbs. Put your put their feet together. Look at your thumbs. See if they're different. Then go up to their ASIS. Put your thumbs on it. Look at it. And then go from there. I love it. Every single lower extremity ailment. I will say, I would include this with every ailment. I don't care if it's back pain, shoulder, this and that. But I want everybody to focus on every single lower extremity ailment. Check leg length. Check pelvis rotation. If you're not... You might be missing something. Nice, gentle reminder. Hack. Hack it up. Oh, a bunch of hacks over here. What are we, we're not even athletic trainers, actually. We just made it up. Um, anything else? No, I think we've successfully navigated. I haven't died yet. I haven't choked to death on my peanuts. Oh, wow. Maybe you're allergic. Anaphylactic shock. <laughs> so. anybody, if anybody has an EpiPen, just send it this way. Uh, so yeah, that's that's your second episode for this week. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, uh, feel free to leave us suggestions on topics. Mm-hmm. Where uh, can they do that? They can do that on our website, candid under or sorry, candidathletictraining.com. You can email us at candidathletictraining at gmail.com or on our social media, candid underscore atc. <sighs> That is the abnormal show. Sorry. Thanks, Dylan. Bye.